We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're gonna follow me on Twitter. And it's Thursday, February 1st, and I'm back. And I'm back for my my cruises. And uh, we're getting back on the back on the hump. Not much action today. NHL is on an all-star break, but we do have a four-game NBA slate tonight. We got some uh, some props, got some pick'em stuff, we got the DFS slate. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about MMA with Squirrel Patrol. We got the Super Bowl lined up. So next week, we'll be talking about a lot of the Super Bowl contests. But joining me on my first day back in a week and a half is uh, the, the 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 CEO of Chiefs Prop Shop in our Discord, rotogrinders.com slash Discord. It's Will Priester. And, uh, and the thing that I like about coming back, Will, uh, let alone now I could, I, I could actually bet and play DFS or whatever. You know, in international waters, you really can't log into DraftKings or do any of that stuff. Uh, the weather isn't that bad. I mean, like, I was used to 75, 80-degree weather. It's like, it's going to be, like, in the low 50s today, and at least that's better than when I left when it was negative uh, 6 with the wind chill. So, so I'm fine with that. But we also have this slate, Will, that uh, it's a four-game slate, and I just feel like there's so many people on the injury report for a four-game slate. Oh. Uh, just you know, to me, to me, the slate at eleven in the morning, this slate is kind of like shrug emoji. Like I have no idea what we're, what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that, that's something we mentioned before pre-show. Four games, 15, 20 questionable tags, some doubtfuls, and the thing about it, Blender, is it's not like these are. It's not like it's you know. Scotty Pippen Jr. or, or you know, uh, you know Aaron needs these. A lot of these guys are important. Like these are people we're going to need to know. And so uh, it, it's the NBA is a is a is an interesting uh, daily grind. It's probably Blender, and I think you'll agree with this. NBA is probably the most tedious daily grind. Like MLB isn't is. Mm, I don't consider MLB tedious 
because you kind of know what's going to happen going and you're just building lineups. You know, you, you, you look at the field, you look, you know, uh, well, all, well, also, uh, well, just the, the, the tediousness of it is in MLB, even though it's like, oh, a slight lineup change or a pitcher gets scratched, is that it doesn't dramatically affect the values of, of all the other players on the slate or on their teams. Yeah. The NBA is the type of thing where, like, if you set a lineup now, it's not just like, well, the guy in your lineup may not be playing. It's that, well, with these three guys out, like the guy that's like 4,200, like you almost have to play now. Like it's, it becomes yeah. where if you're not taking advantage of that and looking at 11, I mean, I say this at 11 in the morning when there's no one on the injury report, when it's like, well, we never know what's going to happen in the afternoon. Someone is in, someone is out. But on this slate, I mean, I mean, legitimately, look, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up, <laughs> we always have the injured tag. Like this is what I first do in the morning. Because especially betting NBA props, right? Because yeah. remember, I'm more on the prop side now, especially for NBA, than I am on the DFS side. And the first thing I do is I load up our projections, right? We can throw throw it up on the screen. Uh, that's in lineup HQ, which obviously for premium members. So uh, click on that link in the description, get $10 off your first month. And I click on that injured tag thing and I go, okay, what teams do I have to look out for news about, you know, prop-wise, in in out and uh like the guys like te- like guys that only project for like four minutes 11 minutes it's like they're just gonna get replaced by you know the 11th guy off the bench you know that type of thing but i mean dude like every i i think every game i think every game i think every team other than cleveland and utah have people that like like look at the pacers i mean come on really Come on, Indiana. I mean, and then you obviously you have uh, the Lakers, and it's not. I mean, recently it's not like the they AD and LeBron get these Q tags and like, oh, we know they're going to play. It's like they've been they've been shenaniganing it up for the past, you know, recent yeah. memory. That especially as we're coming closer to the All Star break, right? They they could very well one sits today, the other one sits tomorrow. Both sit this day. And and it didn't hurt help Blender that they play and look that that's about a week ago now but like they played this double overtime game on like a random Saturday and I know you weren't here for that but I mean both guys played I don't know close to fifty minutes I mean just crazy stuff happening Blender they did win the game by the way but you know Maxi's questionable where Embiid most likely I'm almost positive isn't going to play tonight and that's important you know that, that's why I said on, on such a small slate. A lot of these questionable tags are very important for however you want to approach lineup construction. I mean, with the spread, I mean, I'm just, I'm reading tea leaves here, Will. The spread on this Lakers-Celtics game is is yeah, 11 and a half. Oh, yeah. Does that, does that, I mean, to me that, I mean, yes, the Celtics should be favored over the Lakers. But by double digits, I mean, I, at home, I, I get it. But it feels like if they're both playing, the spread wouldn't be that wide. It would be maybe a six-point, seven-point spread or something, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, reading the tea leaves in the betting market, it feels like yeah. someone's sitting. If, yeah, if I wouldn't be shocked if both of them sat. I mean, yeah. like, this is what I mean by by how am I supposed to bet well, on props? Right. I mean, I'm, well, this is this is DFS. I don't even know why we even bother talking. I mean, like, dude, tune into Grinders Live later today. Tune into Crunch Time. 
Uh, we have if-then projections here at Roto-Grinders. We have the situation room. We'll get news throughout the day. Our, our projections will update based on it. To talk about these situations, I mean, we could be here for an hour talking about what if this, what if that, what if that. Like, everything will get updated. Yeah. Uh, but from a prop perspective, being that, you know, you're the chief proprietor of Chief's Prop Shop, uh, one thing I've noticed this year that makes my job a little bit a little bit easier by default, Will, is that a lot of the books just don't put up the props anymore. I mean, just literally, just like you will not see props on the Lakers at all. You will not see props on the Pacers at all. But the Pick'em sites, on the other hand, are much more willing to put up some of these, these props than, than maybe like DraftKings or FanDuel. And you may get a Bet365 if that's available in your state. Let me tell you, if that's available, if Bet365 is available in your state, Sign up, sign up, and just don't don't be greedy. I just say, don't be greedy. The numbers are t- you could. A lot of times, I'm getting the best number at at bet three sixty five, and they yeah. leave them up for too long. But what do you do in these situations, especially on prize picks and underdog, where they may have some numbers up and like, what do you what do you do? I mean, what what do you do? I mean, like, well, the, so with someone in my chat, and when I do my streams on my own channel. Mm-hmm. Said that their their approach is that uh, the players that are not the quite. I mean, obviously, if you if you take AD's over rebound prop and he doesn't play, it just gets voided. So it's not like you lose anything. But their suggestion, you know, how they've been approaching it is that if you see if the current projections that you have have a value on the over of another player, those at with them in. So, like, let's say you let's say you go into the Lakers, right? We go here to the Lakers. Like, if you if you have a uh, 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 if our projections say that D'Angelo Russell points is of value profitably based on you know the line on the over, mm-hmm. you could take that now at eleven o'clock in the morning because like absolutely, it's it's the projection is based on Davis and James playing. So it can only get better if he's not. I mean, if they both don't play, I mean, you'll have tons of value. But on the unders, like if you're going to take an Austin Reed's under today, like it's hard to take that now because it's not going to be. It's, it's going to be a very bad bet when they both sit. If they both sit, yeah. Well, let let me talk through and see. I think the thing is, Blender, you know, people have to understand like what they have access to. And, and I know I know it seems oh, really don't tell me you're gonna bring up flip. You've been making too much money over at Flip. No, 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 no. it's about every every avenue. So for, first is Blender, in your case, not only do you have props and pick them, or on most of the props and pick them sites, you've got the sports books, right? Like mm-hmm. that's why you're saying, hey, bet 365, folks, you know, you need to prop for me, and this is a fair amount of people in the prop shop, I think they've noticed, you know between me and a few others, people that have access to it. We've been kind of given this interesting gift with DraftKings Pick 6. And the thing about DraftKings Pick 6 Blender is it's as close to traditional DFS or salary cap DFS as you're going to get because they're not going to move the lines. And Blender, I can edit the lineups up to lock. Edit the entries, excuse me, the entries up to lock. So for me, my my new process on a day like today, 
I just go and reserve it. I say, okay, well, I want to get five things in on pick six today. I'll just go and reserve, and then I'll let, you know, all the news occur, everything comes through. Then as news settles in, I'll go, I'll check the odds, I'll check projections, and I start making decisions. Why? Because pick six, pick six has essentially now given me the cheat code. I don't have to compete with DraftKings. I'm competing against you. And so as a result, you know, um, it wasn't as prevalent in the beginning, Blender, but now that, you know, more people are playing, it's very advantageous for me to avoid all of the chalk play, all of them, even though the lines are good. And so that's where I'm going to bring this back to you, Blender, because I think it's important. This is where understanding the theory of DFS comes into play, right? This is what that course was about. If you listen to the course market, whatever, this is what it's about. And so, so now on pick six, they're giving me lines. And typically, Blender, I'm taking unders there. Typically, I'm taking because the lines, the, the, the lines are a little bit inflated most of the time. Typically, typically, not every day, but typically there's more, there are more unders available. Why are there more unders available? Also, but I'll say this and I'm gonna move on and, and let you talk. Most people, if they're just a standard investor, better, whatever. Most people play overs every day. That most, not all, but most are taking overs. So the site is geared more towards unders, but they know people are going to play the overs anyway. Now, you know, case in point, I've been I've been having like a rough stretch the past, I don't know, three or four days. I'm not worried about that. Like I was still way up for January, no big deal. But my point is getting back to the theory of, of DFS here and how you approach it. If LeBron James is out tonight, right, everybody's going to take Anthony Davis over points, over PRA, right? That, that's what they're going to do. They're going to go to D'Angelo Russell, take his over points, over PRA. Blender, if I just avoid that, that set of picks, I don't need them all to fail. I just need one of them to fail. Why? Because most people are playing them all together, right? So if I just avoid – I think there's 20,000 other things I can play on the site but people are going to gravitate towards those. Now, there's the reverse of that, which says, well, let other people make the stupid decisions. I'll take the, the, the value, whatever. But remember, we're playing peer-to-peer. If one fails, we've seen that the payouts start increasing dramatically. So I'm just saying that to say pick six has kind of opened up another world for me, Blender, where, I, where on a day like today, I'll just take, I'll just go to prize picks very late and see what's there. And if I have some value, I'll take it. I can just sit here at pick six, look at the lines, wait all day, and I'm still going to have an advantage and a, and a way to, to to be very profitable that day competing against my peers. But I'll hand it back over to you. Sorry, I know that's a big soliloquy, but uh, I, I no, thought it was very fine. important. No, I talked for a long time as well, so that's fine, right? But yeah. I mean, all the concepts that, that you mentioned are in the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, my my DFS course. I have the, the fundamentals masterclass as well as the advanced players course, but the fundamentals masterclass explains the concept of peer to peer dynamics when it comes to predicting player performance um, against other people. So like, yeah. yes, in betting, you're right. Like what, you know, when I take this guy's over, this guy's under this guy's rebounds, whatever the hell it is again on DraftKings on the sports book, like I got the price, you know, it's over, whatever, eight and a half rebounds at, you know, minus one Oh five or whatever. And that's it. Right. 
But the thing is, yeah. is that what you mentioned is that there's a game theory element of the pick six game. Now, I know it's not available uh, in every state. It's not available in Kentucky yet. But in, these are the games that I want to be playing, right? This is the type of stuff that five years ago when sports betting was, you know, starting to permeate around the country. I'm like, these peer-to-peer games based on props is going to either replace standard classic style salary-based DFS or it's going to at least go hand in hand with it. But the ownership of the picks matters on one, your win probability and the amount of money that you make. And that goes hand in hand with DFS, the three levers of DFS as described in my course. I, I say this all the time, the three main levers that you're pulling when making lineups in DFS are projection, correlation, and leverage. Those are the three primary concepts, right? Projection is the easiest one to understand. It's that, you know, we have a projected median on someone's assists. You know, we have the, how many points are you getting for the sal in DFS? It's salary, but in, in pick six, it's just, can you get six things right? Right. What's the win probability of all of these? Right. And you want to create a card that the win probability of each of your six is higher of getting six out of six right, maybe maybe based on our projections, one person's card has like an 8.6% chance of getting six out of six. Mm-hmm. And another person's card may have like a 7.2% chance. It's like you're making money against those people based on projection. But that assumes that assumes all the 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 events are independent of one another, right? Because that's the second yeah. lever, correlation. Now, an NBA correlation is, is is not as you know dramatic. Once we pick six for baseball, if we get to that, Blender, now correl- you, correlation. Comes you know, in. I am so excited. You can almost you can almost look at my brain. You know, pick six for baseball. I am thrilled. I mean, I can't wait. Can't right, because what people are going to do in pick six? The stupid people. They're going to pick six independent events. And me and you are going to take like three players from two different teams and have like two little three mans of like, if the Blue Jays and the Dodgers, you know, go off today, I got, you know, this guy yeah. does well. Everyone kind of was more likely to do well. Yeah. They'll get more plate appearances. It's that's the way it works. That's the correlation element of it. And that increases yeah. your win probability because the events aren't independent of one another. And then the third one is leverage. And the leverage comes into what you said about the payouts. So, for instance, on tonight tonight's slate, if you were playing pick six or games of this ilk, the whole yeah. purpose of the theory of DFS course, right, is to explain the game theory of any daily fantasy sport game, right? Yeah. It's that this isn't like, oh, how to beat DraftKings, classic, whatever. Like, no, this is how to think of game theory concepts when it comes to all types of games where you're playing against other people. So picks, yeah. you can take, you could you could listen to this 15 hour course and learn all the concepts that would be pick six. And you just have to frame them in that regard. And the leverage element will is, well, if you know, let's say for, because for, all this stuff is static. The lines don't move. It's not like the Correct. sports books where the lines move. So it's very similar to what salaries are. Exactly. Right? If AD exactly. and LeBron are out, it's not like they changed Austin Reeves' salary and bump him up 3000 
they don't make D'Angelo Russell 10K. They stick him at 7,300 the way he is. And that's the reason why if AD and LeBron are out, Russell's about like Russell should be a 10K player, but you're getting him at 7,300. So yeah. there's value there. The thing is, is that other people recognize the value. So he gets more and more owned. And yeah. there's a tipping point. We talk about efficient ownership, over-owned, under-owned, where too many that you want to get points that the, the field is not getting. So if Russell isn't as owned as he should be, you're getting more value out of it. If he's over-owned, too many people are also getting points. So the value of his points go down. Now his raw points are still fine, but yeah. the value of that goes up from a financials perspective. So, and that's what you're talking about, that you can take advantage of the projection element by waiting, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to reserve my entries and maybe we see late, right? You, you purposely take some Lakers, spots and boston's you know well it's early it's the early game yeah. on 7 30 but there would be a scenario where you're leaving spots and you're going to take some lakers stuff just so you see what happens and then go well if he's out i'm just going to switch to russell overs i'm going to switch to austin reeves overs or stuff like that hopefully because they come in lower own because of it yeah or you do the opposite let's say this news comes out like now and it's like, okay, everyone and their mother is taking D'Angelo Russell points overs. Absolutely. And, and that's not an exaggeration. Like, that's saying, what's going to happen. That's exactly right. what's going to happen. Yeah, but the point is, is that let's just say 70% of people pick D'Angelo Russell points over. Uh, him hit, get you getting that prop right when he's 70% owned? Like, well, 70% of the people are getting one out of six. Like, if you get a six out of six, with six props that are very heavily chosen, your payout is going to be because like, everyone's splitting that that six out of six type of payout. Yeah. But let's say you don't take Russell's over, and he bought and he fails. Now, if you get a six out of six, you may get like a fifty x or a hundred. I mean, you may get way more than Blender. than that because you may be one of the only people that have a six out of six. Even if you get five out of six. You Correct. may end up actually making more money getting five out of six without Russell when he fails than getting a six out of six with Russell when he succeeds because too many people have that pick also. Yeah, Blender, and, and I, I will tell you from experience, I think the most I've brought in in a six out of six right now is close to 100. I mean, it was 90... Three ninety four. That, that, I mean, that's it, still that's still great. That's still oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and but I'm I'm bringing that up because it was a day where the field. I mean, I, I that day I might have just been totally against the field blender, but it was there were just so many failures, and you have to know that right. Like there were just so many failures. The, the other thing too, blender, and this one is kind of two prong for me. This is the extra level of this particular game that I think is interesting. I'm going to stick with that same D'Angelo Russell example because there's another way to beat the field. It's just sometimes it will work, sometimes it won't. I'm saying if you read it, you look at projections, whatever. The other way to beat the field is, well, we know everybody's going to take D'Angelo Russell over. I can just take the under. And and that's – Will, that would be the – very similar – well, let me explain the concept when it comes to classic DFS. Oh, yeah, yeah, is absolutely. That, right? Because 
they're let's say like for for the Super Bowl or something. I mean, we see this in NFL a lot. Also, you're like everyone is everyone and their mother is taking Ceedee Lamb, right? Everyone and their mother is playing Ceedee Lamb. Now you could get leverage on the field by just not taking Ceedee Lamb, right? Like just simply just mm-hmm. not take. Not, not, you're not touching the Cowboys at all, right? You just like, just you're taking some other team. There's a 10 game slate or whatever. But the way to get extra leverage is taking a player that is negatively taking something, taking an event that is yeah. negatively correlated because when that fails, you succeed, di- it's directly to each other. So let's Absolutely. see, we do it and see if you can have, I'm going to fade CeeDee Lamb and play, play Brandon Cooks. Like that would be the, like CeeDee Lamb fails, but. Cooks benefits, and as Cooks benefits more, it takes points away from Lamb. So that's Correct. that's that version of, well, I know that Russell's over. Let's say, for instance, I'm using a completely like made up example. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's say, let's say his his points, uh, right now we're at twenty. Let's just, I'm just using a round number. Yeah. And when AD and LeBron get ruled out, assuming if they did get ruled out. Uh, his projection would be like 27, right? Mm-hmm. Or a 25. Let's just say 25. Now, 25 with him and a half in, is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Right. With him in, his projection is probably 20, right? With them out, projection 25. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. being able to play a, an overprop over 20, right? When his projection is 25, has a lot of value. Maybe, maybe you have a... 64%, 65% win percentage on over 20 when it's 25. I'm just using round numbers yeah. just to make yeah, an yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Which means that the his under is only 35%, right? Now, now your goal in these pick six contests is building a card that has the highest win probability of independent events, right? So Correct. if you had 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, that would be like the baseline. So anything that's, if anything you can find that has a 57% win probability, a 59% win probability, very similar to what we do on prize picks and underdog. Once you combine six of them, you're playing against the other people's sixes. And you're hoping on a normal day that they pick worse ones than you do. But Correct. people would say, well, why would you take D'Angelo Russell's under if it only has a 35% win probability? Well, if the let's say Russell's over is being over-owned. Let's just say, let's use an extreme example, Will. Let's say you're playing a 10-man contest. Let's just say. Let's just say it's a pick six, whatever, to yeah. make it easy. And your nine opponents are all playing Russell's over 20, which has a 65% win probability. You're playing Russell's under that has a 35% win probability. Now, the thing is, is that if the payouts, if you were playing this as like a double up, you'd be incorrect. Like, it's not worth doing that because you're only going to make like twice your money. The thing is, is that because he's 90% owned, like Russell fails 35% of the time. And those 35% of the time, you beat everyone in your contest win right. first place and get like 5x on your money. So actually even though you have a lower win probability, your financial payout it, that this is the concept of leverage. This right. is that's DFS. This is exactly. This is literally exactly what you're doing in standard DFS. 
yeah. but you're doing it in a pick six environment. The Absolutely. only thing that you need to calculate or estimate in your head is how many people are going to pick this over this pick and what's the payout of this pick six contest. And where's that line of where he should be owned compared to the payout? Because there may in that 10 man contest, if I told you, Will, that only three people were taking that Russell's over 20 when he should be have like 20. Maybe you decide to just take it anyway because he's under it's like, right. like you're not if he fails, you're only beating three out of the your opponents rather than nine of your opponents. And you just say, exactly. well, if only three people are gonna take it, i I'll just take advantage of the fact that six other people didn't take it. But if all nine, yeah. like it's 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 I'm, what I'm describing. If you've been playing DFS for forever, it's this it's this it's exactly the same consideration that you'd make in in tonight's NBA. If D'Angelo Russell was 82 percent owned, it's like is it worthwhile to play him at that ownership, depending on the lineup? But if I told you D'Angelo Russell with AD and LeBron James was only 16% owned, you'd be jamming him in all your life. I mean, you'd be absolutely you'd be trying, trying and, to reserve and, more entries, right? And, and Blender, here's, here's another level of, of pick six. And I, I know we're kind of talking about this sport because, folks, guess what? This slate is weird, all these. So please accept our knowledge. But this is strategy. This is what this is, I this focus is, on. This is what they want to know anyway, or, or what I hope they want to know. Let's say that what I hope they want to know. Um. Another thing we found on pick six is the smaller the slate is blender, the more the payouts increase because there's not as much room for air. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? We don't have as many available. So people are choosing from, you know, a certain number of, of props. And so it's in, the, in, in DFS, you would consider it similar, like a show picture. This was a one game slate. It's just exactly. that the ownership gets so condensed exactly. on the picks. That imagine a pick six contest with on a one game, like make it an extreme example. No, no, that this is extreme. The, pick six does have one game mm-hmm. from time to time, and this right, is how which, we mean, which means it's quite possible in this fictional scenario that if it was just the Lakers Celtics game, that when if and when AD and LeBron get ruled out, like so many of the field has like Russell overs, Reeves overs, right? They have all that they have Rui Hachimura over rebounds or something like that right and like if you if if you end up taking like an under and a and and a like yeah and on the under you may take the under on the opposite side and be like well maybe it's a blowout and tatum goes under and brown goes under because they've blown him out by the third period by the third quarter correct and your your game script in your pick six is like dramatically different than the rest of the there's only so few options to take that you may end up being the only person with a six out of six. And that's why the payouts end up going Blender. more because there's more condensed owners. Let's talk through that from a real life example. Um, Cause I actually, I actually pulled this off last week, last week. There's a, I can't remember. I don't even remember who was playing. I don't, I don't remember, but I remember saying, wait a minute. In this game, everyone's taking overs. I said, what if it blows out? So I built a script like in two different – I, I kind of split up like let's say 10 props across two cards, Blender. So, you know, I had like some of the same ones in both, but then I had some slight variations. 
And once again, like I told you on pick six, it to, to me, this game does yield more to the unders based on how they set the lines. You know what I mean? Most days. So I, I take mostly unders there. But, Blender, I built the game script against the field, and I knew I was doing it. I, And, of course, at the end of the night, my payout was about 20x more than it should have been based on their estimation because the field went a different direction. And so that's that that's part of the game. Like I, I hope people understand, like at the yeah, yeah, we make money in this stuff. Like I'm saying with DFS and, and but it's still a game. Like pick six and, and salary cap DFS are still games, right? It's it's like so you might not think about it like that because your money's attached to it, but Blender, it, it's it's a game. And if right. you know I mean, how to, if you know how to play the game, then while you might not do hit it every day, you understand that portion too. Like this isn't a game where you're going to win every day, but if you have the principles in place, the wins will come along and along and along. And so it's like you know, like back in the day, Blender, when I used to chase live finals, most of I think both of my live finals appearances came from smaller field contests. Like, you know, a hundred people or less, right? When I, when I, when I was, so I had to pay a little bit more money to get in, but the idea was, well, wait a minute. If I know how the field is going to play this tonight, then I have a way around. There's a way for me to beat the game today. Do you get what I'm saying? And so that's, that's DFS. Like, how do you beat the game today? Because, while the, the concepts change, the, the, the game, the little nuance in the game will change daily. The concepts of it will stay the same. Like, and I'll give you an example, like last night, and I was kind of kicking myself. It's like Jaden Hardy, right? So Jaden Hardy comes out. Uh, were you were you back at home last night, Blender? Did you just kind of no, get back? No, I've no, okay. I've, the past week and a half, you might as well, other than what happened in the football games, I've no understood. Clue. No, no, okay, okay. So last night, you know, Luca's out, Kyrie's out, Jaden Hardy is the guy, right? And of course, Jaden Hardy should be the guy. The projection was off the charts, and typically, Jaden Harden does Jaden Hardy things when all those guys are out. You know, he puts up thirty to forty fantasy points, and you know, his ownership projected was around sixty-seven ish percent, which at forty-four hundred wasn't bad. But when you when you sit back and reflect. You say, well, hey, how do we beat the game? It's like, well, who's who's the guy I can sacrifice today? As an example, that maybe is a little bit more fringe than what we think. Now, once again, I don't think Jaden Hardy was fringe, rough game, whatever. But the the, the concept behind the game is I can either meet the field on Jaden Hardy, I can exceed the field on Jaden Hardy. I can be under the field on Jaden Hardy, or I can just not play Jaden Hardy, right? And so if you chose to eliminate Jaden Hardy yesterday because of the ownership factor, not the projection factor, right, then you probably came out pretty well. And, and here's, here's my reason for talking about that specifically, Blender, because yesterday there were so many more options other than Jaden Hardy that were – going to be comparable. You get what I'm saying? So I right. it, we, it, it, it was one of those slates. Uh, we see this a lot in NBA. A, uh, one of those slates where there's almost too much value. And the, the difference is like you have like, and obviously you're not going to leave 8,000 on the table. You still need raw points. 
yeah. that you have a, a you have so many people like from thirty five hundred to forty five hundred that project well enough for the salary. But what happens is that the guy that like has like a two point edge over like the other five just gets an outsized amount of ownership. When in fact, the differences between those six players aren't as dramatic as the ownership would suggest. And your and your attitude was that, well, if 70% of the field is going to play Jaden Hardy, but only 10%, 15% each on these other value plays, like you're not set. Like if you looked at your total lineup without Jaden Hardy, yeah, you're, you're, you have a lower projection, but you may only be sacrificing two or three points in projection but the ownership gap is going to be dramatically lower. Correct. That, that correct. projection was worth, you're willing to give up that. But there were other slates, Will, where it ends up the other way, where there's some $3,800 guy that is, you know, projects for for 10X, and there's no one like him on the slate. Correct. And, and if you don't play this guy, your, your projection will be 12 points lower. And it's like, those are the slates where probably you're playing it's the projection you're giving up is probably not worth the ownership drop that it is and like this this dynamic still applies to a contest like pick six absolutely absolutely that's 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 the great equalizer i think blender in where we're headed now i I do want to plug this in because prize picks also now has some peer-to-peer in certain states. But that, is that are they doing what prize picks arena? I heard. Yeah, something like that. I think that's what I think that's the name of it, Blender. But you, you have to know, like, this may be the new way. And you gotta see it coming from a mile away. Like, because think about it this way: the sites now basically go to a more standard model, they take their rate, they're still gonna get paid. And you can we compete against each other, and that's how Blender they're going to keep it as a daily fantasy game. That's how they're that that's how it's going to stay because, relevant because it actually will because it actually is correct right because correct. it act, because because you're playing against other people and the exactly. thing is just like in standard DFS just like on DraftKings and FanDuel and Yahoo and wherever, uh, if you're good at it. Like, they're not going to kick you out. They're not going to limit you. They're not because you're not beating them. They're taking their 15, 20% no matter what. So as long as you're playing very similarly to DFS, and I say it all the time, it's in the course. Where does the money come from? As long as you're playing against people that are worse than you, you're going to make money. Exactly. And 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 and, and, And Blender, that's actually... You know, while you may have to sacrifice some upside certain days, there are other days where the upside is immense. So, like for me, and I, I, this happens in the prop shop a lot, or I don't want to say a lot, but on days where the payout is lower, here's what we do, Blender. We highlight the lower, oh, the payout's crappy today. Yeah, but what about my 100x I got yesterday? Like, it's it, it's going to come back around if you stay the course. So, yeah, I think the standard payout right now, Blender, is somewhere around, let's call it 20X or a little less than 20X. Like, that, that's that's about where it is for, like, a six pick or whatever. But you understand, like, okay, so let's say for a $25 entry right now, Blender, they've got around $500. 
as an example. That's the estimated, what they anticipate it should be. Well, okay, maybe today it was it was 385. Okay, it's still profitable, but tomorrow it may be 840 because of the your peers have failed. The next day it may be 400. The next day, Blender, the next day it could be 1200. You see, so that's the that's the game. Well, the, the, that well, the you're thing playing. is that that the, the two things, I mean, people say this all the time when like a slate doesn't look good or something like that. It's like you could only you could only play the cards that you're dealt. And everyone is being dealt the same cards. You're, the four games NBA slate is not, it is what it is. Play it as a four game NBA slate. If you don't see that you have much of an edge, then feel free to skip it. But your edge on, on days will be different. There, yeah. there may be days where uh, it's not worth it to play pick six, but it may be worth it to, to, to do SGPs. It may be better. Like it's quite possible. Like for instance, on pick six, put together your, put together your card. Right, I, I suggest people do this also for for prize picks and underdog, especially when it comes to the demons, like the demons and goblins that that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Put together your card, right? Put it together. Put put together your your five. Put together your four, right? It's easy. Ten x payout. Put together, you know, put together the, the the four, and then compare that. Go to Fanduel. Go to DraftKings. Put together that parlay. You may find that you're getting that if those numbers hit, you may actually get a seven percent higher payout just betting the straight parlay on FanDuel than doing the card on Prize Picks, and vice versa. Sometimes yeah. you go on Prize Picks and it's like, well, uh, I'm my my EV on this is is whatever, and it's actually higher than putting together an SGP on FanDuel, and it and every day is going to be different. Right, yeah. the numbers are going to be different. Right, the people you play against in pick six are going to be different. So it this it's not it's not like what what you mentioned before about like well today's payouts three eighty five. Well, should it be? Like maybe maybe it should only be two fit. Maybe everyone's playing too much stuff and it should be two fifty. And three eighty five is actually a good payout based on the win probabilities of what you're taking. Right, but on another day, maybe the payouts estimated for you is eight fifty, and really it should be a thousand. Yeah, right. Right. So it's not just like the raw number that you're looking at is comparing that win probability against the expected payout, and go where is the best place for me to put my money? And on certain days, no matter what the raw number is, some days it may be better off to do a pick six card with those numbers. Sometimes it may be doing a prize pick. So sometimes it may be doing a bit of both. Maybe I got a 12% edge here. I got an 8% edge there. I got a 4% edge here. And it's like, well, all of them are edge. I mean, feel free to do all three of them, but obviously you'd want to devote more time and money towards the larger edges that you have. I, I love will to, to wrap things up coming back right from a week and a half. It goes along with a lot of stuff that, that I say on my personal YouTube channel is that there are so many edges available that you, you don't have to do all of it. If you don't want, I mean, like you literally, if, if you were to try to get every edge, you'd be sitting in front of your computer 24 seven. I mean, there's, there's that much available and things change all the time. Just sitting at your computer and, 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 and seeing that some information comes out and you're able to, hammer a number before it moves like that's an edge off like there's so much available don't get yourself stuck on well i'm just gonna play this 
And I'm just going to do that, right? I'm going to talk about MMA tomorrow with, uh, with Squirrel Patrol. And there may be significant strike props on Bet365 that are off enough where I'm like, instead of putting extra entries into the DraftKings, I put that money towards that. And on certain weeks, maybe there's maybe there's limited edge or nothing available in the betting market. And I'm like, okay, this is when I put more entries into DFS. Or maybe in DFS, there's like there's a fighter that's like way under-owned. I want to make more lineups with that fighter, so I'm going to devote more money. And there, there are some slates where I look at it and go, the ownership is kind of in a, a kind of efficient all the way around. There's little <laughs> inefficiencies here and there. Those are the slates where I'm like, eh, I'll put my minimum in, right, just to play the slate. You know, maybe yeah. pass on it altogether. Like, you have to approach each day, day-to-day, where the – you can only play the cards that are given to you, see what's available out in the market on all these platforms. Right, you got Fliff and Vivid and all these some of these other ones that I don't have access to. Right, I got platforms that you I got sports books you don't got access to. Correct, correct. Right, I'm talking about 365. There are people in they're only in like seven or eight states or something. People may be looking at that going, well, I can't do those NFL props on Bet 365. It's like, well, then find you'll find a dead. Maybe you're playing. I don't have access to pick six, and will you're taking advantage of that? And I'm sitting here going. Well, I'm waiting for another out, right? It's not yeah. here yet, but I'm gonna yeah. get I'm gonna I'm gonna learn about these things before they get here so I could jump on them when they do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's I mean that those are the games we play, Blender. And you know, if if you know how to do it right and you know how to approach it right, and you know how to build it and get yourself to a reasonable level, like you can make you can have a reasonable career in this. Now I'm not saying everybody's going to be a millionaire. That's that that's not what we're saying. But Blender, I worked in corporate America, and you know anywhere from you know 70, 80 to six figures a year, right? I can do that sitting at home now. I don't have to get up and punch a clock and listen to someone tell me what to do and call client. And not that I didn't enjoy it, Blender. It's about what did I gain by walking away from corporate America? I gained freedom of my time. And yeah, I still have to sit in front of my computer and work. Like I still have to work. So I don't want to, I don't want to insult anyone. It's not about that. It's about the fact that I can make an honest living doing something I love. And I don't have to, you know, go out and you know, if I want to take a vacation, blend, you know, I just let Devin know, hey Devin, you know, I need to be out for a week. And it's not like, oh, well, we need you here because such a, and, and obviously, you know, we provide content to the, so there's some things that have to take place. But my point is, you can do this if you know how to play the game. You know, if, if you know how to play the game, you understand the game, like Blender's here to help. I'm here to help. Like, you know, we've been doing this long enough to help you. You know, McCool, he can help. The course can help. You know, Roto, Roto Academy can help. And, and Blender, here's the thing. Here's, here's what I think I want people to know, even though if they've listened to my an interview about this, they probably know it already. I'm not one of those people that didn't learn about the game, right? When I started doing this, I was the Roto Academy person digging into all this stuff. I, I would have been, so if I was new, right, if I was new, I would have been the person that would have signed up for that course and listened all 15 hours and said, okay, all right, now how can I apply this what I'm doing? And I would have went back and listened to it again to make sure that I've got a good grasp on 
the game. This is why I listened to so much JM to win when I first started playing. This is why I listened to so much Cheese is Good. This is why I listened at the time Eric Crane, Stevie, uh, Noto for, for golf. Back in the day, CSU Ram. Back in the day, E. Hafner. Back in the day, Deep Imagine. All these. Like, this is why I took in all of their content because I wanted to know how can I beat the game. And that's what it takes. If you do, if you do all the work on the front end, right? I don't have to go back and watch all those videos every day now. Like I, I've I've grasped the concepts. And so if you put if you just put in that work on the front end, uh you will reap the benefits on the back end. You know, this is why I've made it the live finals. This is why I've had six-figure paydays. The same thing for you, Blender. We learn how to play the game. I don't I don't want people to learn how to play the game because it makes it harder for me. But I do it anyway. But I do see I, I benefit from the fact I benefit from the fact that maybe five percent of you actually do it, and but most people don't. And thank you for those people. But I mean it's the I mean that's why I made the course, right? Theory at DFS.com. You could go there, right? Learn about how to play the game. I mean, it is a game. And then once you understand that it's a game, then you understand when I say play whoever you want. And then you get where it's like. I'm not making predictions. I'm just like, is is the payout worth what the likelihood of this happening is? If it's worth it, I do it. If it's not, I don't. It's not about, to me, it's not about figuring out how many points Jason Tatum is going to score tonight. It's about what is my financial reward for certain events and where are the inefficiencies in the market where I'm getting paid more than what I should be for that event happening? I don't care because, Will, you'll see in the prop shop, right? Oh, oh, the, you know, my, oh, my six out of six. I got, only got five out of six. I only got five out of six. It's like, dude, if all of those were coin flips, the chances of you getting six out of six is still like less than one out of 20. If you get one of those a month, that is your expectation. So if you get two of those a month, you're, you're, you're Scrooge McDucking it right now. So like you have yeah. to have your expectations of, you're not trying to pick what's the most probable. You're trying to pick what's the most profitable. And yeah. over the long run, you will make you will make money that way. In games like Pick Six, you yeah. know you're it's like they're like GPPs, right? You're looking to win like in, I mean, dude, for those size GPPs, win one a, one a month, win one six out of six a month, and you you probably you probably have a small profit, right? Yeah, if you win two yeah. six out of sixes a month, you have a nice profit, like. But then you have to realize that, you know, out of the 30 days of the month, you know, 20, you know, 20, you'll have two like break even days, right? With like a four out of six or something or a five out of six that barely pays. But then you'll also have 25 days where you just lose, you just lose your money. It's just like you, you, you yeah. have zero. And like that's, that's the thing. I don't, I don't hide from it. Like I told the prompt, but I said, Hey, you know, it's been a rough couple of days. Like the past, I don't know, three or four days. It's been break even, lose, break even, lose. And, and here's the thing. I don't try to stretch the envelope too much. I, I follow the projection. I follow the odds. And guess what? It's it's one of those periods where it's weird. It just doesn't work out. But I'm okay. But, Blender, here's the thing. I always tell people, and I, I know we got to close this show out. Well, I think we had a really good show for a four-game slate, by the way. I, I mean, kudos, kudos to you. Kudos to me. Kudos to us. I, I tell people, Blender, and this isn't – I don't tell them this specifically, but here's my phrase for it for myself. When in doubt – Zoom out, right? Like you can you can have a bad stretch 
And I went and looked at, back at my January blender. January was extremely profitable. But two or three days, and you're like, mm, this is weird. But I went back and looked. And I said, oh, January was great. You know, and, and now today's the first day of February. Maybe I win five days in a row. Maybe I don't. But the point is, if you're doing the, building the right habits and doing the right things over the course of a month, Blender, in this business, DFS, pick six, however, especially with my, my particular style of play, I can go two or three days. But then I could have two or three days of the month that blow the whole month out of the water. And that's the month. Like, and, and for, I know for me and GPPs, it, it's it's that consider that for a year. Right? Well, yes, yeah, absolutely. So like all I need is two or three good days a year. Yeah, in GPPs and DFS, and I'm I'm set. I'm set for the whole year. So it's yeah. like, yeah, I could have three hundred losing. Fine, okay, I'll lose three. It doesn't matter to me. I just yeah. need two or three good days, and for the most part, it, of eight and a half years of doing this, I average. About two or three great days a year. That's welcome but, but, to GPP life. That is what right. it is. props. On the other hand, are different. Props are like cash games. Props is you know, you know, when yeah. you're doing straight props, not the pick cards or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like no, I'm just looking to get you know seven, eight percent, maybe ten percent ROI over the long run. But like for anything where you're competing with the prizes are much bigger. Like dude, two or three days, two or three days a year could make. I mean. Make it one day. You know, you, I, if I win a milli, I guarantee you I'm going to be profitable that year. I don't, I don't, I don't put in more than a million dollars worth of entries. So, Correct. I mean, I don't play many of those types of contests, but if I did, but typically 150k score a year, I'm good. Like it right? makes up for everything. Right, and that's 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 the that's the beauty of the game, Blender. I think, like, if you know that going in, that's the beauty of the game. It's not to take down 50k every week or 100k every week. Like you know, I'm not squirrel patrol. I don't. That's that's not my. You know, that's not my 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 version of playing. But blender, you and, and blender. Now I will say blender. Back in the day, that was me. Like I was, you know, a much uh, higher, let's call it higher stakes player. Where I'd be in a thousand dollar contest or three thousand. And and I I've changed over time. Props and. That, you're, you're putting that you're being more diversified and putting that money in other places. Correct. Correct. So, you know, I don't have to do it anymore. But, you know, back in the day, that was me. And so, but, so, but, so I would win a monster once a month or something for 20K or, you, but, but you got to understand like different, that was a different time period. I, I was approaching DFS a lot differently. But now, you know, um, and that's another thing too. I was strictly most, mostly a fan do player. Because that, for whatever reason, Blender, that's where I made the money. Like at one point, draft me and DraftKings just didn't agree for some. I don't know what it was, but I just it, it's like I could play the same thing on DraftKings and lose. I played on FanDuel and I, I win. And, and obviously, I know the salary structure is different, but I'm, what I'm saying is mentally, FanDuel was just a better site for me. Now, over the years, but that has changed. Now, DraftKings is a is a a, a better site for me, but. Anyway, I'll shut up. I just I think we had a good show today, man. I was glad to be able to talk strategy. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, and so I, I, this was I, I thoroughly. That's what I try. That's show. what I try to do on these shows. I mean, especially especially when we only got NBA today. Yeah. Right? With it's so it's bad. It's not only that we just got NBA today, but we have only a four game slate, and almost everyone's on the injury report. 
So like, yeah, like why not talk about strategy? There'll be days where we have more NFL and NHL and, 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 and MLB and stuff like that. And of course I've been gone for a week and a half and I feel like I'm, I'm getting back on the saddle again. Right. Week and a half without, you know, typically you get into a groove and you're used to, you know, thinking about things very much quicker and getting your process down and everything. So, uh, you know, a nice little refresher, refresher course in a way. And just describe how, if you have, like, we talked about pick six, if any of these peer-to-peer games comes out, that dynamic, that the three levels, projection, correlation, leverage, will exist for all of them. So it's not like you need to relearn things from scratch. You can get the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports, my 15-hour audio masterclass, at theoryofdfs.com. You understand those concepts? You're 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 set and you just implement them over and over and over again and you think faster and faster and you're able to approach slates the same way, you know, it's like, "Oh, I think this is a great vomit stack. They're under owned." Well, how do you know that? It's like, well, based on these concepts and based on these numbers, that's that that's that's the way it looks like. Is that going to happen? I have no idea. All I know is that when it happens, I get paid more than it should. So, I'm going to play a lineup that looks like that. Like that it's, it's literally that's what it is. And the same exists for props. And if people want to find you in the prop shop, join rotogrinders.com slash discord. It's free. It shouldn't be free. I'm telling you right now, it shouldn't be free. I don't know why our discord is free. Uh, my, my premium, my channel is premium. So you, you have, you have to be a premium member to, to get my channel and my channel. You can talk to me whenever you want. That That is the best place to go. If you post in my channel, and I'm not on vacation. I will put because I, I have messages I have to get to, to people asking questions in there while I'm on a cruise. So you know, I'll get in there right now. <laughs> but the Chiefs prop shop that that is free. So if you want to join uh, uh, all the, all the people in there talking about props, we have uh, sport channels for everything. We got Sim Labs, right? We got a Sim Labs channel, but you can't use Sim Labs unless uh, you're a premium member. So join, become a premium member. Click on that link in the description. Get 10% off your first month. I'm pitching all the stuff, right? I'm mid, I come back after a month, uh, a week and a half. I gotta say, I got here's my course, here's my here's the premium thigh, here's the Discord, is everything. Come back on the saddle. We got Super Bowl coming up next week. We'll be talking a bunch about that tomorrow. Squirrel Patrol will be on, discuss the 13 fight MMA slate as well as NBA as well. So uh so we'll talk about that because uh that's 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 I'm back, and that's what we do here, right? I come here Monday through Friday, eleven o'clock Eastern. Talking about all things you're thinking about in daily fantasy props and pick them on Roto Grinders today. 